Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Size Boxing Podcast. Welcome back. Oh, I said quick, do the jingle. Oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut it in. <laughs> this is... Good start, good start. Yeah, I, I was... Um, actually, it's a good thing that you stopped me, because I was about to say ultimate fucking casual. This is B-Size Boxing. <laughs> Definitely not ultimate fucking casual. Uh, we will be talking MMA in a roundabout way uh, when we get to uh, that... The shenanigans of of Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, but uh, but let me pull up the outline. Okay, I should probably be looking at this. Um, my name is Leo. I'm obviously very prepared because I'm really professional. I'm joined today by my returning pals, Drip and Shanada. Hello. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, coffee troubles in Japan. Yeah. There was this toxic spill. Coffee troubles in Japan, Chicken yeah. Palmer, Pennsylvania. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Now, I you mentioned, Shinada, you mentioned that you're trying to get tickets to um, the Inouye card on the 26th of December. And we were talking, yes. like, you were talking about the different ticket options. And... But you mentioned that it's a lottery, and I have no idea what that is. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's at Ariaka Arena, which is not the Super Arena. So I assume that it's going to sell out, and I think the promoters assume that as well. So there are, I think it's 10 tiers of tickets. You can enter your name in the lottery once to buy up to four tickets. You give, I want to be in tier uh, whatever, D, for four tickets, and my second choice is tier C for four tickets. And then in a couple weeks, I'll find out if I'm allowed to buy a ticket or not. The only thing I don't like is it costs me $10 to enter the lottery, whether I win or not. So that seems kind of... But it is better than, like, Ticketmasters, you know, people buying them all up and then scalping them. Yeah, price gouging. It, yeah, like, it doesn't seem like scalping is much of a thing here. If you can't go, you sell it back to the original um, sellers and then someone else can buy it at market price. Which I think is how it's supposed to work in North America, but capitalism uh, yeah the but yeah i'm really nervous <laughs> that i'm not gonna get a seat but although you, i only you're in for eight one. slots right well i can only enter for one slot so if i win so i'm only entering as a single in the hopes that if there's one empty seat somewhere i'll get it Right, because people who apply for four tickets won't be eligible if there's only one seat left. Uh, they have I to think. be together. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how it works. The Google Translate um, is a little tricky. (laughs) And I don't read Japanese well, so... (laughs) Or at all, really. That's that's wild. Dude, you might fuck around and get, like, a ringside seat on accident. (laughs) (laughs) Just just with the language barrier. Yeah, I I hope not. <laughs> so they do range really big in price. So the cheapest like nosebleeds are a hundred and ten ish dollars um, Canadian. I don't know what it would translate to American. And then the ringside like super cool seats are two thousand two hundred dollars. So hmm. I think I think I'm gonna put the medium five hundred dollar ones. I think that's about halfway down the bleachers as my yeah. first choice and then um one step back from that as my second choice yeah I, I wouldn't like cheap out on like um those live boxing events or even like any kind of combat sport event because like when you're really far back it just looks like two dots in the middle of the ring or whatever just moving in circles so I yeah that i kind of just opt for like i'll pay out a little more just to get the nicer seats because it's definitely worth it absolutely yeah. especially for like I'm somebody sure that you really is. like that's true. Uh, I, yeah, I told you the like. So two, two contrasting ones. Um, I, the story of uh, Mike. I told you guys, Mikey Garcia, uh, when he was coming back, he was getting that fight against the guy from Montenegro, Zlatichinin. And like, man, Mikey's back. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see him before. And then he went into his legal troubles with Top Rank. So I'm gonna get a good seat and sit. I was like right there for the knockout it was great there's this really large fellow from uh, montenegro sitting next to me it was <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> uh, and uh, in another instance it was another t- uh, it was a top rank show i was in the press section which is typically not very good if you're not you know uh, espn or ap news or something like that yeah so i had to use a, a monocular to be able to see clearly what was happening it's <laughs> <That's> terrible <laughs> And That's my, pretty bad, yeah. My seats, my press seats and, like, T-Mobile and stuff were pretty similar. Yeah, um, well, and everything here, like, daily living here is a fair bit cheaper. So I'm making the same amount of money, but I have more buying power, and I'm not used to it yet. Because I've only home. been here for three months. In that case, I would just splurge, get those good seats. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my rent here is only six hundred Canadian. My rent back home was twelve hundred a month, like Lord. literally half as much. Still cheaper than America. Yep. Um. <clears throat> all right, let's get into our reviews here. There was a most valuable promotions. It's a Jake Paul's uh, show thing. So uh, <laughs> Amanda Serrano had a fight and what was most I think most important to highlight about this one was that it was 12 three minute rounds which is almost un- completely unheard of for uh, for women's fights and hmm, it was an entertaining fight it was really good good action Serrano really picked it up like in the middle and then carried it out to the end didn't get the knockout but still it was a uh, really good action uh, I don't think that Serrano missing, not getting the knockout should be to her detriment or to women's boxing detriment in general because there's plenty of high-level fights where that don't end in knockouts. And the lower in weight classes you get in the men's, the more infrequent knockouts become. 
as we'll discuss a little bit later. Any thoughts? Yeah. Um, I, I want women's boxing to go to the three-minute rounds, for sure. But I do agree that those fights that are already mismatches are going to be even bigger mismatches with longer rounds. They're going to be worse. And, yeah, like, it wasn't very long ago, maybe a couple years ago, they pulled some barista from Calgary into, like, a title fight. And she huh? just got her ass kicked. Oh, I can't remember the name. That girl yeah. getting lattes in the morning and getting knocked out at night. It's crazy. Yeah, literally. She was working as a, a Starbucks barista, and they gave her, like, three weeks' notice. It was one of those late replacement things. And it was her fifth or sixth professional fight, I think. And, like, those mismatches are still happening and I guess if you get knocked out, you're done. But a lot of women have just iron chins. And I do see the argument that three-minute rounds is not good for those people who are being mismatched. I think you just need to stop the mismatches. Yes. <laughs> but, Absolutely. but I don't think they're going to anytime I mean, soon. I mean, I guess, like, other way to look at that is, like, if they're being mismatched and getting taken out of there early... Does three-minute rounds really make much of a difference for them? Not if you're getting taken out early, but if you're mm -hmm. just good enough to get beaten. To survive. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, so I think maybe a middle time period where they do this, like these are two very high-level people, they can fight three-minute rounds. So two things. Versus... One, could it be... Do you think there might be... if? women's boxing transitioned com completely to 12 by 3 would it be maybe that the referee would be a little bit more keen on pulling the fight early or ending it early if the situations that you're talking about if those were to start happening more that that could be a way to deal with it or yeah. the coaches or stepping stoppage. in yes. yeah and the other but thing I guess I Oh. I'm sure you guys have watched some of those ones where those girls just take a hundred punches to the face and yeah. just stand there. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is, but there's no reason women can't fight three-minute rounds. Yeah. My thinking on it is, I think I mentioned this last time we, we talked about it before, leading up to the fight, was that women's boxing struggles enough for legitimacy. So keeping the yeah. keeping the round length and the duration of the fight, mm -hmm. having that disparity, I think is only going to make it worse. Like women's MMA true, is it's it won't, there is no like women's time versus men's time. There's just three. There's time. Yeah, there's just time. Three five minute rounds or five five minute rounds for like main events and title fights. But I would argue that the base level of skill is a lot higher in MMA. True. Very true. I think that both tops are amazing, but there's less of those crazy mismatches in the MMA world that I've seen anyway. The drop-offs are steep. Uh, okay. I don't watch MMA much. They're, it's a little bit... It's not as steep as boxing, for, for whatever that's worth. But the drop-off is still pretty steep. Like, the top... I'll say um, two to four in a division, maybe five, are really good. 
and then after that, it's <laughs> uh, like it, it drops pretty bad. Yeah, the drop off is really bad. Fair. My the the phrase I like to use for like for the men's fights is like dad uh, dad bods with day jobs, and then you got <laughs> moms, you know, that just kind of fight because they, they used to fight and then they had kids and they stopped, but they still kind of keep right. in shape. Uh-huh. So I'm sorry, was the push for like every fight to be three minute rounds or just title fights to be three minute rounds for women's? Uh, I think that I think the push is for three minute rounds for. Just whatever general, length. Right? yeah just come three minutes completely and then for title fights to be 12s 12 rounds like uh, well, men's and if everybody knew it was three minute rounds i think they'd train the women differently as Absolutely. well there'd be less less throwing in people who shouldn't be there yeah that's a, that's a tough one to get across honestly unless like all i think i really think of is like if they did like only the title fights to be three minutes and 12 rounds but even that has own complications. Like the training, well, the I'd... strategy is really different for the two minutes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot more blitz in the, in the shorter rounds. Yeah, I mean a lot of them is kind of just like ends up being like <laughs> all I mean all heart no skill most of the time. Yeah. When you yeah. have only two minutes. That's true. I, I mean I I'm all for it. Rounds would be better, and yeah, maybe they have. They'd have more of those like four and six round fights. Oh, shorten instead of having women at like eight by two, have them at like maybe four, four by three or something. To start out with, yeah. like the men do. Like if you watch those prospect nights, there's always a couple four round fights at the beginning. Always. Oh well, we will continue to watch this and see how it turns out. <laughs> Uh, I've been saying. Yeah, I'm sure the WBO is listening to our thoughts. Yeah, I actually have a. I'm texting a Mauricio Suleiman right now. I'm letting him know. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I've been saying that women's time. Tell, to... tell him to strip Fury when you get a chance. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we'll get to that in a little. Just a bit, just a second. Um, on the 28th of October, in. Cancun, Oshaki Foster defended his title against Eduardo Hernandez. Um, the only other fight that I really felt was worth mentioning that I can recall was Justice Hooney getting the decision over Andrew Tabidi. It was a 10-round heavyweight fight. Tabidi got beat. I think he got knocked out by uh, Uniel Dordicos sometime around the World Boxing Super Series. And from and everyone wrote him off completely after that, and then I thought he looked really good against uh, Huni. Uh, Huni was just uh, faster and uh, just sharper, but Tabidi was still really game all the way to the end. That's a fight. I, I actually didn't did see this one. <laughs> it was. It's worth checking out. I if they're like smaller heavyweights though, so you're. Okay, should you, shouldn't you maybe cut down a little bit? Just a little bit, mm. and you can make it to cruiser, or or you could just be Bridgers. Hmm? <laughs> uh, all right, in the main event, Oshaki Foster he defended his WBC super featherweight title, and he got the stoppage in twelve. I uh, it honestly looked to me like he was cruising to a pretty easy decision. He just it was a small ring, so that did give Hernandez the opportunity to keep Foster in front of him. It still wasn't enough. 
and Foster was he was great with his movement, really used his range well. Very impressive. Yeah, I liked Jackie Foster or O'Shaki Foster. He has good footwork. Yes. He positions himself well. And we will be speaking on it in just a moment when we get to Joe Cordina. But um, Joe Cordina's most recent opponent had some interesting words. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I had mentioned Wendy Toussaint. He gets a stoppage in three. So that's kind of fun. Now, in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Here we go. The Tyson Fury card. Um, let's get the stuff, the undercard out of the way first. Um, Arslan Mahmudov stops uh, Junior Wright in one. I didn't see that one, honestly. Uh, Mark Bacoli, he gets the stoppage over Carlos Takam. Mm. Uh, sad times. I like Takam. He's the, the scrappy underdog. He's the... Uh, uh-huh perennial b-side you might say so we are kindred spirits <laughs> joseph parker gets the stoppage in three this one was super exciting really that was fun. A fun one that was really fun he stopped simon keen in three I, uh, is this the one fabio wardley stops gets the stoppage in seven over david adelaide that's the one where he shoved the ref right yeah he like uh, We'll call it a tap. He, like, tapped the ref. He tapped him on his side. He pushed him, and then he, like... They're saying he punched him. Like, no, the fuck, he did not. Nah, he, he, like, tapped him. He did swing his hand at him. But it didn't seem like it was with violent intentions. It was more like frustration. Right. Still, uh, it's still not not a good look. Not a good thing to be fucking around with the ref. No. Okay. Tyson Fury. Decision. Question mark. Very questionable indeed. Uh, fr- okay. Huh. Francis Ngannou uh, exceeds everybody's expectations, probably even Ngannou's own expectations. Uh, hashtag fuck Tyson Fury. Uh, I think I said it on uh, UF Cash. I'll say it here. Ngannou fucking won. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt about that. I was, I was saying, like, at worst... It was a draw. At best, though, Nagano should have won. Yes. Uh, Fury just looked like shit. You could tell he wasn't taking it serious in camp at all and was surprised by Nganu. Yeah, like, definitely. I think. And Nganu was also impressive, but I think Tyson Fury, that takes it serious, walks all over him, but he's just not taking it serious. So you're more of column A that Tyson Fury didn't take it seriously enough than it was Ngannou's success? I am. Right. I think uh... Ngannou was super impressive. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he also isn't a professional boxer. Like, you could tell he has an MMA stance, and there's things that Fury should have been able to take advantage of. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I look at it like a bit of a different way. I think he didn't take it serious at first until he got knocked down and then he kind of started getting a little desperate and like his demeanor kind of like changed like he wasn't smiling and showboating as much after the knockdown and it just seemed like I mean he was letting off more punches but Nagano had like the 
cleaner shots. We'll call it that. So, I think Fury started taking it seriously just a little too late. Right. Because in the beginning, he definitely didn't take it serious at all. But... Oh, I, I meant he didn't train for the fight or anything. Oh, that. Uh, I would say he did, I, I but not that. as much as he should have. Yeah. I, th I think the point of this fight was like a stay busy fight for him to warm up. Shake the Usyk. rust off with this before Usyk later. And then now it just backfired. Like, yep. Now Fury's got egg on his face. Like, that didn't go as planned at all. Because I remember Fury was saying, oh, if Usyk doesn't fight me on the 23rd, we're going to sue him. And now he's like, oh, well, I can't fight on the 23rd anymore. I got to recover a little bit. Yeah, I got to cut. Like, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Warren really trying to play up that cut. Frank Warren was grasping at straws to defend Fury any way yeah. possible. Yeah. He was like, oh, well, you see, he's got a big bruise. Like His eyes were bugging recover. out way more than usual. Dude, even even in the <laughs> ring, when, when Usyk got in there with him, Fury just didn't want to be there. You could tell he just yeah, did he not wanted want to, to be go, there. He wanted to leave as quickly as possible. Yeah, he, he, I feel like he definitely felt embarrassed from that fight. I As think he should. should. He fucking should. Yeah, 100% should. And now, like, all that shit talk to Usyk and everything, <laughs> and now he's like, fuck, how do I bounce back from this? Dude, because if he loses, dude, put him on suicide watch. If he loses to Usyk, like, yeah, definitely get one, get a room ready at whatever his local hospital is. Yeah, I... If that's the fury we're gonna see for Usyk, I'm gonna bet the house and the woman's house <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on Usyk winning. I will also bet Usyk's house on Usyk winning. Yeah, and his house. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all in all, I think we all kind of nailed it on the head pretty well. Like fury looked like shit. Didn't take it seriously. Yes. Yeah, um, just to what degree to... do you think which one or the other? I, and it kind of leads to the question of like, is this like? from him just not being all in anymore is he too busy filming his shitty netflix show like what what is it he has a netflix is he show? washed oh. yeah it's like keeping up with the fury oh album. come on that's uh, what i'm saying like is he is he fading it's bad oh okay really quickly to wrap it up um um all right so i do think they need to take his belt away soon before we wrap up the Fury thing, yeah, I was... how does he still have a belt? Um, yeah, because it should be in Ghana's. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, when was the last time he actually defended it against somebody decent? A, a boxer who wilder. actually was ranked and rated so not, not for... Nachizora? Yeah, Nachizora. Uh, Dillian White, I think. Oh, yeah. White was a legitimate choice. Not one I would have made, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's a really uh, gratuitous use of uh, legitimate there. Um, so, Francis Ngannou, his, what he's going to do next, or what he could do next, we talk about that much more extensively on the aforementioned Ultimate Fucking Casual, because he's got options in, uh, his, he's signed with PFL, the MMA promotion, so he's got options there. The Bellator acquisition, or PFL acquiring Bellator, so there's new options getting into the mix there. So, and you know he could just continue boxing. Who knows? But uh, Tyson Fury, he's got Usyk next. I think we hammered this one down. Like if this is the if this is what we can expect in February or whenever whatever it's supposed to be, man, just don't show up. Just <laughs> exactly don't go. 
really save everybody a whole lot of fucking money and trouble and just don't don't even go but that's enough for that fucking clown show uh really quickly the pro box tv card on november 1st my namesake angelo leo gets the stoppage in nine over a very game aram avagnian avagian avagian yeah i got that one featherweights <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, leo was really adamant about his want to return to like the top top tiers of the sport so i mean if that's what we can expect uh the other of the other people at featherweight might be a little bit difficult he's kind of stuck in a rough but he's caught between 122 where he's looking at in a way for if he wants a title shot of any variety or staying at 26 with guys that are a bit bigger and quite a bit stronger yeah that area of weight classes right now has actually a lot of competition and uh Palme palmetta he gets the ud over boca chica in the main event uh, boca chica man i saw him on showbox like i've seen quite a, a handful of his fights and man is another guy maybe you should consider going to like a like a box fit gym and just you know train, oh, no. train the soccer moms or something oh no <laughs> all right <Not> like this <laughs> all right. On, on november 4th uh in monte carlo Joe Cordina defended his title. Let's talk really quickly on the Curiel knockout. Because holy fucking awesome. shitballs. Wow. Out of nowhere. Uh, Nochinga, they were they were really like fondling his nuts as he, they were doing it. And then boom, <laughs> Curiel fucking snuffs out that light. You don't see many one-hitter quitters at light flyweight, and it was awesome. It was it was really cool. Uh, yeah, 108, definitely not where you see knockouts like that. Put no, fucking like, lights out. Yeah, the perfectly landed overhand right. It was amazing. Yeah, so it's really quick. It happens in the second round. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You will not be disappointed. I just watched the YouTube short on it. That, <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all you need. <laughs> all right. Main event, Joe Cordina. He gets a majority decision over Edward Vasquez, who was ranked ninth in the IBF. So, Edward Vasquez, what he had to say. After the, after the fight, he was obviously feeling hard done by. But he did mention, like, man, if you can't, if you can't knock me out, you're not going to do shit against, like, Oshaki Foster, Rocky Hernandez. You're not going to do shit against anybody. Like, you're his, like your power is a fucking myth. It's a joke. Everyone's going to walk through you. As, uh, hmm. That's, that's a... I don't even know. How do you... I... <laughs> I'm trying to get the words out, but... Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot to think on because it's uh those are that's those are really loaded words because that's Cordina's, like that's his uh, I don't know that he's the power threat or supposed to be the power threat anyway. 
Is he though? Like Right. I I always thought Cordina was just a really good boxer with some power. Decent enough power to where he got Ogawa perfectly to yeah, put him I, out. Yeah, I think that is definitely an outlier in Cordina's yeah. existence, though. But like, like, I always think of him as slick rather than power. Well, because... Mm -hmm. All right, so let's think about him like a decent power, decent technique, technician uh, but we have like the his contemporaries are further to those extremes like Oshaki Foster is way more slick way more mobile way more technical and uh, Nabarete is he's way stronger he's much more aggressive and he has oh, yeah. a, a higher considerably higher punch output but I think Cordina does well, like, well, I'm not saying he wins those fights, mm. but they're really competitive because he can outbox one and he can, if he can nail down Foster, he he's better on the inside. If he can get him to stand still, and I think he has the footwork to at uh, least I see. make an attempt at cut off the ring. Like, being okay at both of those things might be better than being good at one of them. I see what you're saying. Kind of just being like well-rounded, pretty much. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not saying I would bet the house on Cordina in any of those fights, but I think he does well in both of them. I think Navarrete would overwhelm him. I think that's the one fight he would do pretty bad at. Just from the sheer punch volume. It would be curious yeah. to see if Cordina would want to try to get into a firefight with him, which is a really dumb idea. Right. I could see Cordina getting pulled into a firefight exactly. because that's his personality. Exactly. But I think he could outbox him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if his pride would let him want to outbox him, though. Yeah, that's, that's a tough true. matchup, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I don't think he beats Navarrete, but no. because I think even... it would be a fun fight to watch. Oh, 100% fun fight. Absolutely. But, I mean, even Vasquez was tapping him up yesterday. Yeah, Vasquez landed a lot of left hooks. Mm -hmm. um... Especially in the pocket, he was landing a lot of left hooks. So, yeah, I don't know. Cordina I, really I... needs to, to work on keeping his right hand at home. Yeah, I don't give Cordina much of a chance against Navarrete, but i definitely watch it, though. It'd be a banger of a fight. I just think he would get overwhelmed by the punch volume. I think getting dragged to a firefight. If he's eating left hooks in the pocket, it's just lights out eventually. I would. Uh, I think the Foster fight would be for me. It would be more. I would be more interested to see it for a like hardcore fans sort of serv fan service. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Navarrete is definitely the more action action packed fight. More interesting. Yeah, hopefully, we get both. <laughs> why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Come on, Cortina, sack up. <laughs> yeah, why has Cordina been so inactive? Was that a promotion problem, or did he have injuries? Um, alright. So, the story of Cordina. In June of 22, he get he gets the, he wins the title uh, by stopping Ogawa. He gets, I think he was injured after that. It was not too grievous, but he was injured, so the IBF stripped him. And he then fights uh, Shavkat Rakimov in April of 23 for the title that he was that he had won off Ogawa and was stripped of. But yeah, it was injury related. 
I think I might be confusing him with someone else, but I think he's the one that has hand problems fairly often, isn't he? Not that I know of. Okay. I I am confused then. Um, all right. Anything more on, Cord on uh, Cordina? Ah, nope. Yeah. Okay, so let's get this one really quickly out of the way. <laughs> the Don King card was in Miami. Wait, 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 wait. Well, Raz be on it. The future ones. <laughs> we have submitted the contract to Don King and Adrian <laughs> Brothers go. people, and I am not hearing any any responses. So the silence Ooh. is deafening. Ducks. It's pretty clear they know what's going to happen. AB's duck and Raz. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the, the I thought it was funny. The matchmaker's name is Ernie Bizarro. So I just wanted to point nice. that out. Uh, ah, <laughs> so I cannot pronounce this dude's name, but Mikel, uh, Norar Mikelion, something like that. Yeah, that's better than I would have done. He stops Ilunga Makabu in three to win the Cruiserweight WBC title. So apparently Badu Jack gave it up. I don't know. I don't know if it's because he's retiring or what the deal is. But yeah, he I mean, gave he's up gotta belt. be old. He's yeah, he's about forty. Uh, I still can't believe he came back after that cut on his forehead. <laughs> that is the grossest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the Marianas trench on his forehead. <laughs> yes, it was gross. When they wiped it, you, I think I, you could see skull if I recall correctly. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is the grossest cut I have ever seen. Dude, I'm trying to like look up like on YouTube like a uh, Makabu versus a uh, Mr. Norair fight. <laughs> Nothing even comes up. It just shows Badu Jack and Makabu. <laughs> it's such a low hanging fruit of a card. Nothing even comes up. All right, the top rank card that was in uh, Lake Tahoe. Mm. Same evening. Uh, one fight, not important, but I wanted to point it out was Brandon Moore <laughs> versus Robert Sims. I want to point this one out because. On the UFC Fight Night card that was happening in parallel, there was also some heavyweight tubs of shit fighting. So I thought that was a fun <laughs> little. Both. I mean, like Robert Sims, like bless his heart, he was fucking doing. He was doing his best, and he was having decent success. Um, he is also like a father of five, and you know, kind of showed. Like he's not moving around a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Moore I don't I was talking to somebody in Discord that just hearing Tim Bradley trying to Yuck. speak Yuck. the company lines trying to talk up Brandon Moore because he's like a new prospect or whatever it was uh, so, <laughs> it for, I actually felt kind of bad for Tim because of that hearing him trying to make something good out of what he was seeing but there was definitely you gotta hand it man that's a hard job to do so it is you know, give, give Bryce some credit yeah uh, I mean someone's gotta spin the bullshit man's trying to turn shit into gold um speaking of gold Raymond Murataya <laughs> was phenomenal in his eight round stoppage of Diego Torres this was a this was a WBC ranking ranked fight uh, where Muratiya is ninth 
and Diego Torres is not rated. So take that to mean what you will. But yeah, Torres got his ass beat. So kind of clear why he doesn't have a ranking. <laughs> so the questions that we were having about Murataya, it, it was sparked by something that Tim Bradley said, was that the Keyshawn Davis that we saw in his last fight Versus the Raymond Morataya that we ju- that we're watching right now, Morataya beats Keyshawn Davis. Ooh. What do you guys think? Morataya beats Keyshawn Davis. I think Keyshawn's a little. He's still a little green. He's still a little young. Morataya is a bit more seasoned in the pro ranks. I wasn't very impressed with Davis last fight. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say I. Yeah. I don't think I was either. If I recall. I don't remember that fight too clearly. I don't know if I was just like still kind of like drunk or what, but I remember we were talking about it before. It's that he was not very impressive. It's becoming a trend where he's becoming less and less impressive as the competition gets better. And the competition that he's stepping up to is not exactly something you'd write home about. Now, do you think let's all right, let's kind of dive deep into it just for a second. Now, do you think like he's slowly hitting like his glass ceiling? Or is his coach, like, his team kind of hitting their glass ceiling? Like, the talent's there, or like, or has it, like, kind of capped? Bomac is a really good trainer. Mm-hmm. Is he a good trainer for Keyshawn? For David? Keyshawn, yeah. Interesting question to pose it that way. Because, um... I mean, if he's having just back-to-back, just, you know, bland performances, like, not just getting better, it's like, okay, where is the problem coming from? Is it just, you know... Is he a good fit for Bomac or vice versa? Or has he just capped? Like he's hit a glass ceiling. Mm, I don't think he's hit a ceiling. I don't think that's what it is. But I also like Keyshawn a lot. So I'm really trying to uh, advocate for him here. Yeah, no, I think he's super talented. But it's like, what's going on? Not in terms of skill for skill. Because Shakur Stevenson is like fucking light years ahead of Keyshawn right now. But... They're both trained by Bomac. So you would think there would be some like similar performances, right? Yeah, some synergy there or something. Exactly. And you got Terrence Crawford as a mentor. Come the fuck on. (laughs) What more do you need? Yeah. But maybe maybe he doesn't get much of the the coach's actual time. time. Because those other guys are there, right? The right no effect. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Bo Mack is his head coach in theory, but he's been passed off to one of the underlings. The uh, Marvin Simodio of Bo Mack's gym? Mm. That's actually a good way to look at it. That probably makes the most sense, too, honestly. Yeah, could be. So he's getting diet Bo Mack, which not two words you <laughs> would expect to hear in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad making that joke but but it was too easy (laughs) like maybe he doesn't get very much of his actual time he gets a workout plan and that's about it works the mitts maybe once or twice a week yeah Mm. that's what they were that's what reynoso like you said drip that's what that's why a lot of people left him because he was focused on canelo well i mean that makes sense too if you have crawford and stevenson you're gonna spend more time on them <laughs> right yeah i mean those are your top runners like that they they pay him like those are his bills being paid right there yeah shakur has a title fight coming up 
uh, Crawford has his the rematch coming up, so there is at some time being devoted to that in some way. And it's like he's Bo Max is gonna make out good money from those two fights versus pennies to the dollar with uh, Keyshawn. Not saying you know that's Keyshawn's fault or anything, but that's just kind of right. how the game goes. Yeah, it would be nice if so. they were on the same cards, so that Bomac could be present uh, more for Keyshawn uh, as well. Did they say who Keyshawn's trying to fight up next? Did they mention that at all? I haven't heard anything, so I'm sure. I haven't either. Uh, Pedraza. Pedraza. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Would that be a test for him now? Or uh, yes. Very much so, because Pedraza might be on the older side of things. God, we're the same age. <laughs> Jesus. Old as fuck. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> God damn. That's like, what, 28? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you, Drip. That's exactly what it is. We're 28. Yeah. <laughs> I like Pedraza, though. I do, too. I, uh, I personally wouldn't be upset to see him beat Davis. I would be disappointed, but I wouldn't be upset. I'd be disappointed in Davis, but... Mm. Good for Pedraza. Still, I'm not still as attached to Davis as you guys. Yeah, I I really do like him a lot. So, yeah, I like him. I mean, I guess it's just we're gonna see what happens with the Drazo. That's gonna answer a lot of questions. It really will. The the no contest thing, that's bullshit. Like you're getting if they're gonna turn your fight to a fucking no contest for cannabis, grow the fuck up. What you, oh, yeah, you think it is, crazy. dude? Texas is gonna Texas, so I. I understand why they did it because they're fucking morons when it comes to cannabis. But still, like you should be—if well, nothing—you should be making Keyshawn's win bigger because he was fighting with a handicap. <laughs> On the other side, he knows the rules. Right. He knows it's not allowed. Just don't do it. Yeah, you know you're fighting yeah. in Texas. What the fuck are you thinking? Like it's not like weed stays in your system forever. He needed to not smoke pot for, what is it, like two weeks? Yeah, t two to four weeks, something like that. Something like that. When you're, like, Bo Mac would need, like, four to six weeks. But, oh, Lord. But, uh, like, Keyshawn, yeah, like, two to three, maybe. I just mean, like, you know the rules. It's yes. not like it was a surprise or tricky. <laughs> it's not like some of those Olympians who take cough medicine and get disqualified yeah it's not like eating everything bagel and potting for cocaine <laughs> i thought it was a uh, opium oh, it is opium yeah. yeah whatever it is everything bagel's got everything on it <laughs> it has coke on it too <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it um all right but enough of Keyshawn davis's little troubles so morataya He's um, somebody was saying in Discord that he he thought that Murataya was like an, a really overrated prospect on the top rank roster, but now he's kind of like coming around, and I'm inclined to agree. I did I did have my doubts about Murataya before this. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens next because he he like right now after that performance, you know, the iron's hot. So this is the time to really mm -hmm. put him in with somebody noteworthy. One, let me. I want to look at the what his options are though. I was just gonna say, yeah. him and Keyshawn Davis would be a good fight. That would be a good after, fight after Pedraza. Um, Jermaine Ortiz, uh, he's yeah. there. He's there. 
Yoshino, that would be a good one to get the parallel with Shakur. Yoshino would be good. Yeah. Yoshino, he, he likes to fight, so that's fun. William Zapata. William He's got Zapata's, a lot of options, actually. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, 135 is super, super hot right now. Oh, man. You know what else was hot? Hmm. The fucking knockout of Joseph Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy Lord. shit, F.A. Jogba, he is back. Well, he never left, is what he was, no. what he wanted to say. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Goodall was, was kind was of a like a scrap. It was Goodall is kind of a just a shitter. I'm not. He's, yeah, he, they were really overplaying a single decent performance, and yeah. Uh, go ahead. Hmm. I was gonna say so for FA Ajaba next. I know. I think either it was us or in Discord we talked about him versus Anderson coming up. It's like a step up fight for Anderson. That would be good. That would be good. That w that'd be a solid fight. Uh, I think they both kind of need it. Yeah, uh, FA. I don't know though. I'm not sure if they're ready to put to do that with him yet. Just because they're they're trying to like rebuild his image as the uh, Wilder 2.0 sort of knockout artist. That's that's a tough, uh, that's a big shoes to fill, honestly. They really that's... are, and he was well uh... on his way. He was doing a really good good job until he met Frank Sanchez. Yeah, that's a those are big shoes to fill. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. You don't think so? I mean, yeah, he was on his way, but I mean, this is Wilder we're talking about. I don't think a Jogba knocks people out like Wilder does. I don't think yeah, anybody not... does. Like, yeah. there's more exciting knockouts than some knockouts. Yes. Like, there's knockouts, and there's Wilder's knockouts. The, yeah, Wilder's exactly. knockouts. I think he's going to gonna be talked about for quite a while. He's one of the heaviest punchers to ever lace up. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna turn into the myth of like Ernie Shaver's style. Yeah, early Foreman. Yeah, well, Foreman was always good though. <laughs> like, cause I don't know, did Shavers ever win a title? He was just known for hitting people really hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he did actually. I don't think he did, but I could be wrong. I mean, I guess kind of just circle back to it. I even if like it was Anderson and a Jaguar next, I'd still give it to F.A. because he does have the more experience, but I definitely wouldn't count out Anderson. He hits hard, volume punching. Don't know if he's durable yet, though. Yeah, I was going to say, the way they've matched him, I can't decide if Anderson is really good or not. Right. Because I always feel like yeah. they have really tested him. He's been He's had nothing but cupcakes. Yeah. yeah that's... Like the powers there, and everything. We're like, ah, it's tough. I think. But like, I feel like his boxing isn't that good. Not as good as they're saying it is. Yeah, like I, I don't like his footwork, and I feel like he's there to get hit if they put him up against somebody. Ernie Shavers did not win a title. He lost all of his title shots. But people still talk about him. Yeah. That's what I. I, I know Wilder had a belt, but. I think Wilder's going to be that guy that everybody talks about that, you know, maybe didn't deserve to be talked about so much. 
his resume wasn't as good as everyone thinks or likes to pretend it yeah. was. Like, George Chavallo, I love him too, but he lost every title fight he was ever in. I think Jared Anderson's a good next step. Uh, Zhang, yeah. if they may try to make that, Zhang's gonna fucking merc a Jogba. Uh, dude, not too, too early for a Jogba to go over Zhang. Zhang would just <laughs> give him the old iron, I mean, the Chinese steel right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, this was a WBC rating fight. Jogbo came in 7th, Goodall 29th. Damn. Yeah. If there's nothing else on our Jogbutt, then we're on to the previews. <laughs> on to the previews, baby. Alright, so on the 11th, 11-11, I forgot to put the marks on here, but this is a uh, uh, if you want to talk about, like, matchroom fucking jobbers, go <laughs> There's, there are other places for that, and this isn't one of them. So yeah, you can you can catch me on Discord. We'll talk about it all you want. Yeah, I'm past. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to talk about them. I don't even know who these people are. Yeah, I've never heard it. Any of those names, dog. Um, all right, Queensberry on the 18th in Manchester. Ooh, they're calling cool. this, they're billing it as the Magnificent Seven. Because they have, like, I think they're having seven um, sort of, like, top of the B tier guys all fighting on the same night. But the headline is Isaac Dogbay versus Nick Ball. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I didn't hear anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, my headphones died, so now I'm just on my computer. Uh, no, I just, the Magnificent Seven is a bad tagline. Yes, quite. The poster is also dog shit, too. So if you would like to see it, you can go to lvxmedia.net slash boxing, and it'll be, you can find it there. It's the only one that looks like garbage. I'm a big Nick Ball fan, though. He's fun to watch. I've never seen Nick Ball fight before, so I couldn't tell you. Ah, uh, dude. Fun to watch, honestly. I definitely recommend checking him out. So, well, then that should be a good scrap then, because Isaac Dogbay... Short, short, hmm? short little guy, scrapper, but hits like a fucking Mack truck. Isaac Dogbay, short scrapper, but he's more of a technician. So that should be fun. It, it should be a good scrap then. I like Nick Ball a lot. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Dogbay, because he was... Just his meltdown after he lost to Robisi Ramirez. It was kind of sad. <laughs> seeing like, a, worse seeing... AJ, like worse than AJ's, or...? Mm, on par. Ooh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Ages was kind of bad. Yeah. It was in the ballpark, definitely. Ooh. But uh, Liam Davies, Vincenzo Lafamina on the co-main. And then Akao Esuman versus Harry Scarf. There you There's go. some good names on this, at least. Yeah, uh, British names are pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I think... Are we missing an event for that? The 18th? The, are you talking about Diego Pacheco? Oh, no, the 16th. We're missing Shakur and uh, Santos. Oh, fuck. That's right. I'm an idiot. I was supposed yeah, to... I'm looking at that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm supposed to put myself on that. But it's a... All right, so this one's a, just a double header, so we can get to it really quickly. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete is taking on uh, Robson Conceição. They kind of flam the R for his name. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> Navarrete is the WBO 
a super featherweight champion. Um, he's probably gonna maul Conceição. Yeah, I think so. And then Conceição, uh, uh, he had a really good fight two fights ago. I think he surprised me. Nah, I'm against I'm Shakur. Because like... he got schooled by Shakur. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> He, he sometimes just pulls off a really good performance. Yeah, I know what you mean. He has, like, the pedigree and athleticism for it. Hmm. But main event, Shakur Stevenson. Is, uh, this is his coronation as the 135 WBC champ. Um, Edwin De Los Santos is the one that's presenting it to him. And that's what we're going to be witnessing. I... Tip of the hat to De Los Santos here. Um, it's a lot of people have backed out of fighting Shakur or just avoided the conversation altogether, and De Los Santos is going for it. So he was he was hunting Shakur for a while, calling him out. Good, even before even before like the Adorno fight, before the Bryo uh, fight, or whatever. This fight, I want to give it to Shakur by like a point decision. I think it's going to start off hot, but by like the mid-rounds, I think Shakur will kind of figure him out and take it. And but... De Los Santos' gas is pretty hard the later it goes. He moves a lot, though. He's a good mover, mm. what I've seen. And he's got power, too. He definitely cracks. So I think maybe he'll catch Shakur a few times, but by the mid-rounds, I think Shakur will figure him out. But I'm going to... Root for the homie. I'm going to root for the homie. Yeah, so I, I expected that you would. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some money on that one just because I'm going to root for the homie. Send him a picture of your ticket. <laughs> Dude, it's also at a weird time. It's on a Thursday. Yeah, Formula One is in Vegas that oh, weekend. Right. So. Yeah, oh shit, that's right. This is supposed to be like the opening ceremony of the fucking weekend. You know what I mean? Like the whole spectacle of formula one dude that's a fire ass weekend from like thursday to sunday that's tough yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty dope i'd love to be in vegas for that yeah um i would too kind of if i was like pedraza and i being 28 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe if i was uh like 23 <laughs> I, I don't know I'd, I'd be more of a curmudgeon i just want to go watch the fights and like get there Everyone get the fuck out of my way. I want to go home. Allison, <laughs> <laughs> you still got your youth. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, 28's not old. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. I'm, I'm going, I'm running with that. I'm not anything older than 28 ever. You're, you're just yeah, 28 plus. Yes. Just 28 plus. That's all. That's all you got to say. <laughs> 28 and holding. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything more on Shakur? I'm I'm hoping um, Del Santos really gives it, the better that he does here. It, unfortunately, it's pretty it's like a foregone conclusion that he's gonna lose. But nonetheless, the, I think if he does really well, that will open doors for him. Yeah, it makes him a top contender for sure. Exactly, it puts him in the conversation of top contenders. Like losing to Shakur is nothing to be ashamed of. He's really, really good, and. De Los Santos, if he can hang, then yeah, you, you're you're talking other other guys that are you're into a new category at that point. Oh yeah, 
Mets got Frank Martin. Who else we got? Who else could you go with then? Um, Mortaya. Mortaya, Frank Martin, Mortaya. Those are wide open. Who was Thank it you. that huh? was call? Who was calling out Devin Haney? Uh, calling out Devin Haney. Yeah, I think it was Mortaya that was calling out Devin Haney. Either way, it's a. It's a oh no, it was him. Yeah, yeah, the dog. No, he's not. He's not at lightweight anymore. The only, <laughs> the only, class, my dude. the only fight that he's gonna come to lightweight for is Gervonta Davis. Yeah. No one else is worth cutting himself down that much. Ooh, I hope we get Tank Davis back in the ring soon. Yeah, I would like that. Anybody would like I that. I find Tank very, very annoying. I want someone to beat him so badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't pay attention much to fighters' personal lives, so I can only really take what I see. I don't even really watch press conferences that much. But... I was going to say, I don't know anything about his personal life, but his persona in the ring and like press conferences, I just want somebody to like knock him out. Uh, yeah, I. That's how I. That's my feelings for Fury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I need it. a. I'm def, I'm deflecting. I'm a, directing fire away from Gervonta Davis and hashtag fuck Tyson Fury. Is how we do Always it. Always will be. <laughs> Imagine if Usyk actually gets the KO win instead of just a decision. I would shit in my fucking pants. I would go straight. Right. I I would go straight to the strip club. Straight. I I don't I cannot fathom just how wild I would like my dog would be fucking terrified. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. Definitely would have a wild night. I'd have a bender. I'd definitely go on a bender that night. Yes. Yeah. That's that's one, that's an occasion. <laughs> Uh, all right, so enough on that Shakur's card on the 16th, and let's get back to the 18th where we have in California Diego Pacheco is back. Um, the oh, man. Uh, the other card or the other fighters on the card, uh, Khalid Yafai versus Jonathan Rodriguez. This is a 10 round bantamweights. Uh, Cal Yafai, you may remember from uh, getting his ass kicked by Chocolatito. <laughs> yes. The co-main is Myerlin Rivas, the WBA Super Bantamweight Champion versus Erica Hernandez, who is rated third. So that's kind of fun. This is a 10 by 2 so I'm just waiting for Serrano tweets like, you guys can't hang at three minutes. Diego Pacheco. Diego Pacheco is. This is for, I believe, an IBF and WBO trinket. And Diego. Trinket. Yeah, they're like the Intercontinental Southwest Region District 2 Comptroller's belt. <laughs> Whoa, holy hell. Yeah. It's one of those like little regional things that don't really mean all that much. Yeah. But Diego's rated fifth and third, and uh, Marcelo Coseris is not rated in either of them. So that should kind of tell you what to expect. I'm expecting Pacheco. Is he going to get another fourth round stoppage? That would be pretty cool. 
Diego's fun to watch though, so he honestly. Is. Yeah, that'd be a fun one to watch. Probably another four time stoppers though. The next generation of super middleweight. Alright, let me get us wrapped up. <clears throat> Alright. So network plugs. Uh aforementioned ultimate fucking casual. Instead of fucking, it's F apostrophe N, you know. You know how that goes. Where we talk all the MMA stuff, uh, we talk a lot more about Nganu and his prospects moving forward, what could be next for him. We do that over there. There's also a UFC 295? UFC 295 is uh, coming up yes. soon. Yep. So we'll be talking, we talk about that one as well. Oh, Progressive Patriots is my political show. Um, the word progressive should give you an idea of how that skews. So <laughs> if it, the, if you know, me being right offends your tender sensibilities, then don't listen. HS Hard Shell Tacos. Um, that's like a slice of life show I do with my cousin. Um, we have some other. I have some other stuff in the works. It's uh, actually Shinada. This one might be up your alley. Is we're going to start doing. Uh, I've named the show Ooky Spooky Stuff. We're pretty much going to do like a... She has an Oracle deck. I have a Tarot deck. We're going to do like a three-card read for the following day. You know, it's a little bit of a... Oh, nice. A little nice. bit of divination there. That does sound fun. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. And another one that I'm looking at, it's kind of a solo pet project, is uh, Lux Internum. It's a little bit more spirituality, philosophy, theology that kind of uh, like religious history stuff is fascinating to me so we'll i will be diving into that over there uh, uh, uh do the internet stuff internet stuff being rating and reviewing the show on whatever podcast platform you listen listen on i think it's just audible and maybe spotify where you can rate individual episodes it's kind of weird but Either way, um, interacting with social media posts. I try to post every time I publish one of the sh when an episode is published. I post a photo uh, on Twitter and Instagram for sure. We do have Facebook, but all I do, it's just auto post from Instagram. Um, for our social me our social media handles, where you can find all these wonderful photos that are just recolors of our logos. LVX MediaNet on everything. If you can't find me, I'm not on it. Uh, contact options. You LVXmedia.net. Hit the B-Sides button. There are two options. that You can email um, or there's a phone number. You can text or call. It's unattended. It's anonymous. Uh, if you have something spicy, please. I would love to have like spicy takes to throw out. Um... Right, and I have merch as well. I'm actually wearing my B-side shirt right now. Uh, oh, speaking of... The design yeah, is very I, human. I need to get a hoodie <laughs> over this way, because it's getting crispy these nights and mornings. Uh, I think that's that's all we got. Um, parting words. Anything to plug? Anything to throw out? Uh, hmm. Has the coffee tsunami subsided? The coffee tsunami has subsided. I have to make a second cup before I head to work, though. Oh, I'm going to a comedy show. <laughs> That's going to be fun. 
When's American Thanksgiving? Are you guys doing that soon? It's the uh, last Thursday of the month. Uh, or, so wait, this is the 23rd. Yeah, last, it's the yeah 23rd. 23rd. Oh, okay. My, uh, my Japanese co-workers were very excited to have Thanksgiving with me, and I had to inform them they already missed my Thanksgiving. Yeah, Canadian Thanksgiving is different. It was in October. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yep, it's Get It Back Tuesday. Um, Still fuck Tyson Fury. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Get It Back Tuesday. Fuck Fury Fridays. Yep, yep. We need more days somewhere. here. Monster Mondays. Monster. Just go watch a new E knockouts. And Benavides. <laughs> no. <laughs> not my monster. Hashtag not my monster. Hashtag not my, hashtag not my monster. I'm putting that shit on the fucking social media post Dude, for this one. That would be a that would be a sick shirt. <laughs> that hashtag face of Benavides monster. with a big X and then has Inoue's face next to it. Oh, I love that. Not my monster. I'm gonna look into this. <laughs> Our I'll, face is copyrighted. I will get uh, top men on it. Yeah, let's see. We have get it back Tuesday. Fuck Fury. The chicken parm's in the oven. <laughs> the scotch's about to be poured. Let's have ourselves a night. I'm so jealous. I do not want to go to work after these podcasts. That actually would be pretty lame. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go to work either. That kind of throw me off. All right, so you know what I'm going to do is not go to work. I'm going to go watch a comedy show and uh, two drink minimum. So Nice. We'll see if... Uh, have fun. Let's see if triple scotch counts as one. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, let's get out of here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to B-Sides. Please do the internet stuff. Uh, I'll give you yep. money. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed, or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.